What's up to all our ATLians? We are uh, back in the studio. We're excited to get back on the airwaves. I'm Blake, the Marshman. I'm joined as always by my co-host. ATL, Joe. And it's been it's been a rough week for everyone. We want to go ahead and point that out. But we are going to be on the air and we're going to keep bringing you guys Atlanta United content uh, during this tough time for us all. We're excited to, one, have something to do and two, talk about our favorite thing, which is Atlanta United, Atlanta sports. And uh, we have some bonus content for you guys as well. So stay tuned for these next couple of weeks. We're going to have a lot of fun content and uh, we're ready to dive right into it. But first, let's get a quick message from Miles. I'm Miles Robinson. Hello to all my ATLians. You could probably catch me in the front row with a bad bitty body banging like a bongo. We got the cup, but we want more. Kaya Taylor Boca, we got Leandro. Everybody here, alright, hola. And you know what it is, five strikes don't stop. And you know what it is, we can cut up the rest. Now we got a gold star hanging above the crest. They lost in translation, they not understanding me. Joseph Martinez, Atlanta is family. My city love me, Orlando was mad at me. I can't be clean, but they stopped over and trash me. We got WrestleMania, Frank the Boy, MLS Champs. Gotta thank the Lord, boy, we number one. What you take us for? Gotta shout out all the blanks in the court. Brought to you by. So Joe, here we are at the end, well, not the end of March, but we're we're approaching the end of March. Uh, we are top of the Eastern Conference. We are currently champions of the Eastern Conference. I think we need to go ahead and start this episode out by celebrating the fact that if, and this is a big if, but it's a possible if, the season were to end today, Joseph Martinez only missed two games and we're champions of the Eastern Conference. I mean, that's that's just phenomenal. I'm just... I'm excited. Well, Blake, maybe you should should postpone your celebration until we actually know what is really going to happen. That's probably probably true. Let's talk about a little bit what's going to happen with the show, because I know our, our listeners are, are wondering, without Atlanta United, what does this podcast look like? Uh, we plan on still bringing you guys content. Um, the next four episodes, at least, we're going to actually be deep diving into topics that we just don't have time for during the regular episodes. We got a lot of games going on during the regular season. Uh, we're still planning on releasing on time, and obviously, we're going to know hopefully early to mid-April if the league is going to come back. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world. One main crazy thing going on in the world. But we want to keep bringing you guys the uh, the Atlanta United news and have some fun. So Yeah, and if you guys can't tell right now, we are recording remotely. I, I'm, I've am i been at my house and trying to follow the rules of, of stay home and self-quarantine. So we're not in studio right now. So the, I apologize if there's any any poor sound quality for you guys. Yeah, we sound bad enough in the studio, so we do apologize to your ears in advance. If you if you turn us up to like max volume, probably not recommended, but you know, maybe maybe seven or eight if you guys get tired of binging Netflix. Uh, we want to be here on the airwaves. And Joe, I, I, what have you been up to, man? I mean, I think we need to just kind of start out by talking about what you've been doing during during your quarantine so far. Well, I'm still trying to work my regular job. I'm, I'm in sales and... I don't know, a bunch of ton of industries have been getting hit hard by this. And for me, someone who relies on making appointments, getting in front of people, it's been extremely hard to do that when you can't leave your house. Yeah. Have you gone to like, are you doing elbow bumps when you meet people? Are you doing uh, like foot? I, I saw like foot bumps where you like kick kick each other with your feet. Like what? what's your go-to intro right now? Uh, it's more of picking up the phone and saying, hey, this is Joe. Nice to uh, meet you over the phone. 
Yeah. My my days right now have consisted of uh, Zoom meetings, so like virtual video meetings and uh, a lot of phone calls uh, and the occasional push-up when I get bored. So I, I can do like five now. So I'm, I'm working my way up. Like five at a time or, or the mm. five occasionally, just one occasionally until you do five during the day? I, I mix it up. I mix it up. I uh, The other day, I actually watched all three Batmans in one day. I had a Bat Sunday. Uh, and then the last episode where Batman is in that, that prison and he's like watching Gotham burn uh, and Bane's taken over. Batman doesn't give up. He, he keeps doing push-ups and he even starts doing pull-ups and then he eventually, you know, climbs out and saves Gotham. So mm. I, I gained some motivation from that. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm Batman. That That's actually your role. Uh, but I, uh, I have been beginning to build and if I'm going to be in this jail for a while, I think by next week I'll probably be up to 10. Yeah. So once you start doing pull-ups means you can take down COVID-19. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we can, I don't think we can beat it down yet. Uh, but (laughs) we can at least, at least stay relying on you to do a pull-up. All right. Well, when I do my pull-up, I will record it and release it to the world so that they can see that I'm ready to take on. Uh, whatever it's going to throw at us. I think, Joe, one thing we have to talk about for our fans right now, there's so much uncertainty about the season. Let's talk about what is confirmed and then like what is just straight speculation. Right now, we have confirmed that we're going to cancel all the games through April the 5th. Uh, The front office has come out and said that they're still going to honor all of our tickets for those games. So if you guys have season tickets, you're still going to have those tickets for those games if they get rescheduled. CONCACAF Champions League has been a little quieter. They've suspended CONCACAF Champions League. Not really any dates in mind. Uh, obviously, we've missed our our second match against Club America that was going to be played in Kennesaw. I haven't gotten my money back on that ticket. Don't know if I will. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. That's what we know so far. So, Joe, I, I mean, let's go best case scenario to start off here. If the season was to come back, you know, mid midsummer, late summer, how do you see this playing out? Do you think we would just you know, push a bunch of games to weekday games? Do you think that we would, you know, be playing sometimes three games a week? Like, how would the MLS fit this in if we if we do come back in the late summer? Uh, you know, that's a great question. And a lot of what I'm going to say is speculation. So I really don't know. But I, I think the MLS will try to get a full schedule fit into, into the season parameters, whether they have to push back the playoffs, push back the season. Who knows? Maybe eventually it'll even, if this all plays out, we will line up with the European schedule come next season. And so all of our off-season trades and, and the, uh, the windows are going to line up together where our seasons will start matching from day one to day end. Uh, but I, I can see a lot of midweek games. like We're, no, we're all used to, to late condensed schedules, especially Atlanta United fans last year with, with the Champions League, U.S. Open Cup, and, and multiple schedules that – having those multiple midweek games it's just going to be a a constant norm for the mls once they return yeah and and who knows like you said there's a lot going on globally with soccer i mean the the sport is shut down uh across the world you know pretty much all of europe has been canceled the champions league has been postponed i know that you know france germany italy got hit so hard with this this covid19 uh, but in Liverpool, my my other club at heart, is just two games away from clinching the title and the season might might be canceled. So a lot of uncertainty in Europe. Wouldn't that be something, Blake, if 
Liverpool, who has had this these decade long of not having a, a Premier League title, and they're finally just going to get over the hump for something like this to happen. And what if they just cancel the Premier League and they don't count anything? 30, 30 years, Joe. It's, it's three decades since Liverpool's won a title uh, my entire lifetime. So that would be rough. That would be rough for, for Liverpool fans. Uh, it's definitely rough for the entire sporting world. I mean, yeah. you know, we, we do have to be thankful in the MLS that, you know, I, I say thankful, we're not in a promotion relegation system. So Right, and, and so that, that's another point in, in the Premier League is there's a huge battle down at the bottom of the table in the Premier League. There's at least eight teams that are kind of hovering that line. So those three teams right now currently at the bottom, if the season they just take it as is and they move on to next season, those three teams will probably be raging over the fact that they did that when they all three have a chance to jump out of the the relegation zone. Yeah, and I mean it's something it, to put it in MLS terms if if you're, you know, only following the MLS and listening to this podcast, it would be like the bottom 3 teams in the MLS dropping down to USL and playing with the likes of Atlanta United 2. Uh <laughs> that would be a very dramatic financial hit to these clubs as well. Well, world finances are already in disarray, but for these clubs that rely on getting to the upper leagues for money. Think about the teams in the in the English second division right now. If you're number one or number two, you think you're going to get promoted to the Premier League. All of a sudden, they cancel the league. That's just as devastating as getting relegated um, because you thought you were going to jump up into that top league. So, so much going on, so much, so much unknown. And I think if, if we're just being human for a second and just taking a step back, I think that's the scariest thing for sports, for life, for work, for the economy, for everyone is the amount of unknown surrounding our current state. And uh, the one the one thing I've been taking to all and Joe, honestly, is that we're all in this together. Uh, you know, anytime you get that woe is me attitude, you got to realize that every person honestly in the world is in the exact same boat. They don't know when this is going to end. They want to try to stay healthy. And we're going to try to do the same thing and, and keep recording for you guys. But, you know, not to get super deep there, but you know, the unknown is is definitely on everyone's mind, whether it's, you know, no matter where you come from or what you're interested in. Yeah, so so getting back to Atlanta United relevant news, you know, w- what does this mean for injuries? You know, Joseph Martinez just had a successful surgery and is looking good that he's on his timetable for recovery. Blake, well, why don't you give us your favorite part of the segment here, a quick little injury update, and, and what is your take on on how is this going to affect the squad? Okay, so we we know that we had a lot of injuries coming into this this unplanned break. We had Wyke, new guy, comes in, gets a concussion. Miles Robinson was recovering from a quad injury. Apparently, he was spotted at a liquor store and on the belt line, so I think he's recovering well. Escobar had been out hurt. Edgar Castillo, we hadn't even seen him play. Rosetto finally came on. He was finally in for Atlanta United. He came on against Club America. And I thought he did his Achilles, but it looks like it was just an ankle. All these injuries are pretty much irrelevant. I fully expect us to have a full-strength squad whenever we resume play, minus Joseph. Now, let's talk a little bit about Joseph's surgery. I did a lot of research on, one, who his surgeon was, and two, what the timetable looks like based on this surgeon's history. Uh, So, it it did come out that Joseph's officially in recovery. Uh, You know, he actually was performed on by the same surgeon that performed an ACL surgery on a former guest of the show, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. 
And Zlatan recovered in seven months, actually, after his ACL injury. Almost unheard of. That's, and the doctor, that's unprecedented. Yeah, it's Dr. Freddie Fu. Um, he has actually been based at the uh, the University of Pittsburgh's Medical Center. And this is, this is a great news. I mean, he's actually performed 20,000 surgeries and 6,000 of Freddie Fu, Dr. Freddie Fu's surgeries have been ACL related. So this guy knows ACLs. He knows what he's doing. 6,000 ACL surgeries. And he got Zlatan back to playing in seven months. So, you know, the, the pessimist in me says, well, we're not going to see Joseph forever. The optimist in me, and, and you can take this either way, is Joseph might not even miss any more games depending on how this all shakes out. So Joseph has begun his recovery. He's had his surgery. We're looking at between seven to 12 months normally from a surgery date for an ACL. Uh, but how things play out, we don't know. Uh, <laughs> I guess the, the, you know, the one nice thing about this extended break is it gives us a chance to get really healthy. And, and if it's even more extended than we want it to be, who knows? We might have Joseph back the next time we play. All right. Thank you, Blake, for that lovely injury report. You know, it's going to be a while until we get to do one of those again. So I know you're going to miss out on that. But I'd like to take this time to kind of wrap this all together and just remind everybody that during this economic crisis that we're going through and probably haven't even seen the vast depths of it, just remember to support your local businesses because they are struggling too right now. Go out there. I know you can do Uber Eats. And and Blake, I know you're a fan of the Giving Kitchen. Uh, why don't you go ahead and discuss a little bit about the Giving Kitchen? Because I know you, you were big into that at one point. Yeah, uh, Joe, I, I guess the real injury is also to to our, our neighbors, our friends, our local economy. Uh, the people that sometimes maybe you, you look over and, and you think twice, you just head to a restaurant on the weekend and you don't really think about that person and that job and that career. And, and coming from the restaurant industry myself, you know, I have, I have a big soft spot for this. A lot of people were laid off in Atlanta, uh, just in this past week, uh, I think around 20% of the U S has either had, uh, cut hours or has been, been let go completely. Uh, I know, for example, a restaurant I had some friends working at, uh, the Victory restaurants uh, actually released their entire staff. They were forced to because um, they don't offer like takeout or delivery. So just really hard times in the Atlanta community in terms of small businesses. And so whatever we can do to support, the Giving Kitchen is a, a great organization. It basically provides emergency relief for any sort of financial hardships for people in the hospitality industry that normally don't get those benefits like you know guaranteed health insurance and a 401k that a lot of corporate jobs offer. So if you guys can do anything to help the community at this time, I so, so encourage you to get out and do it. If you guys have elderly neighbors that might be scared to leave their house that need groceries, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to get up on a pedestal here, but maybe maybe go by and check on them. See if they need anything. See if you can drop them off some supplies. I think this is a great time to come together as humans and come together as a city in Atlanta. And uh, the Atlanta United community is so strong. It's no reason that we can't share that love with the city as a whole. And so it's a tough time for a lot of people, a lot of people losing work or losing hours. So if we stick together, we're going to get through this. But like Joe said, get out there and support local businesses if you can, no matter what that looks like. If you're at the grocery store, buy local beer. You know, if you're uh, if you're ordering on Uber Eats, make sure it's a local restaurant. Yeah, so, but like, yeah. you know, they, they just passed the law that you, you can deliver beer and wine in the state of Georgia now that used to be a, a gray area and, and illegal or some people did it still, but you can order on, you should be able to order online and 
and they'd be able to deliver beer to you. That's what the law just passed. So go ahead and, and order some local brews to bring home. But also a lot of brewery tap rooms are, are open for pickup. So you can go order direct from the tap room, pick up and take home. I know Sweetwater's got a cool little deal going on where you can get food and beer to bring home. You know, I'm, I'm kind of getting thirsty right now, Blake. Let's get into our favorite section. I need a beer. Beer of the week! Every week. And weird week. But we're still drinking a beer. Beer of the week this week is coming from Sweetwater. And uh, the message is to come pick up the beers in stores. If you guys want to swing by Sweetwater, like Joe said, they're doing a special where you can get food and a 12-pack at a great price. I think that you can do like a burger party, uh, a wing party. They have buffalo chicken mac and cheese. Um, it comes with a 12-pack of your choice. So get out there. If you can, other other restaurants, other breweries, as long as they can stay open and serve to-go food, try to get out and support them if you guys feel safe and feel comfortable because they, they really need it right now. And Joe, what do we what do we got today? We got a we got a tasty one. We got a good one for you today. This one is called Gosas Are Free. Did I say that right? Yeah, I think I think that's how you say it. I think this is actually a spinoff of of Roses Are Free. You know, Sweetwater and the 420 Fest has gotten postponed. But if you know your your music history, there's there's some bands out there that some of our some of our listeners might like. Mainly Ween and Fish uh, have have featured in past 420 fests and are always playing at Sweetwater have a, uh, a classic song roses are free so I think the the ghosts are free is a spin-off of that and tell us about this beer Joe this is uh this is a unique beer and it's super tasty yeah so it's, it's the coconut flavor in there and it's got coriander and Himalayan sea salt along with a little bit of, of lime too and and you know it basically tastes just like the description that they posted. Uh, coconut lime with lime puree with that Himalayan sea salt in the background you can really taste. I mean, I'm going to spike it in and, and give you a good good analysis. Hey, oh. The gosa has been spiked. Yeah, you know, you know, the first thing I noticed with this beer is actually the sea salt. And it, it, it has a fantastic aftertaste. Like as soon as you take a sip, you get that salt. I kind of like uh, one of my favorite one of my favorite candies is like dark chocolate covered almonds with sea salt. I normally get them at Trader Joe's. I know this is a weird analogy, but you get kind of that sweet and sour from the real coconut and that lime, and then you get that salt right afterwards. It's kind of like taking a tequila shot too, right? You take a tequila shot, maybe get a little salt right afterwards. Has a great aftertaste to it. Uh, definitely a little bit tart, but this is a great sour ale. It's not that sour um, compared to a lot of other Gosa. And for those of you that don't know, Gosa is a type of beer. It is not a type of sour. It is a type of beer. Spelled G-O-S-E, but pronounced like the soccer player Mario Goza. It's like Gosa. It's a German Gosa. style that, that came out before the sour craze even hit the world. The sour craze has hit the world. But if you guys are looking for a beer to sip, you know, springtime, even though we're all pinned up inside, I know you guys got beautiful back porches. I've been out on my patio. Get some sunshine. Grab a Ghosts Are Free. It's going to be around, I think, all the way through April. If you guys can't pick it up straight at Sweetwater, you guys try to get to a grocery store, find some beer, maybe even order some beer. It sounds like that's an option now. So great, great beer to drink. Like we said before, all of the breweries locally are still offering beer for pickup. So no matter your favorite brewery, uh, Sweetwater is just one of many, many Atlanta breweries. You know, try to buy from the source if you can. 
And if you're in the grocery store, please don't please don't get a Miller Lite. I, you know, I occasionally drink Miller Lite, but at this time more than ever, I think, like we've said before, get out there and grab a local beer. Try to help them out while they can't have people in their tap room uh, on the weekends and, and the weeknights. Yeah, I agree 100%. So, well said, Blake. Let's let's move on to some other interesting topics that we got to talk about. So, we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, everybody, that during this break, the downtime, the suspension, we don't know when the season's going to come back. We're going to kind of take a different spin on this podcast. We want to keep releasing episodes every week for you guys. They might be a little shorter than usual. And in the future episodes, we're going to go do some deep dives into maybe the history of MLS or CONCACAF Champions League or or even some of our favorite players from the team. And if you guys have an idea of something that you would love us to kind of dive into and do a full episode on, hit us up with a a comment or an email. Uh, it'd, It'd be great and we can really take this time to expand our our horizons and and see what else Blake and I could talk about. Yeah, if you guys have tuned in for this long and you like listening to us talk about Atlanta United, uh, we want to talk about any topics that you think would be relevant to the club. And we've had some great ideas from fans already. Uh, You can always hit us up on Twitter, atlnsunited at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. Uh, You know, I'm working from home. I'm always looking for something to to bide the time right now. So I would love to hear from our listeners, see what they want us to talk about, and we'll try to dive into it. Joe, let's talk about right now the sports world as a whole, because this hasn't just affected Atlanta United and our little bubble. It's affected the entire world. And we talked a little bit about soccer across the world, but this is a crazy time of year. This is supposed to be March Madness. This is supposed to be the middle of the NBA, the NHL season. Baseball is just around the corner or was just around the corner. It's almost master season. There's a Boston Marathon coming up. All of these events are canceled. Going to ESPN.com is one of the most depressing things you can do. I wouldn't recommend it. At the top where normally there's all the scores, it just says postponed. Well, so, Blake, in a time of, of, of just like normal function, going to ESPN.com is sometimes very depressing because <laughs> of their poor sports coverage that they, they used to be one of the elites. And now I think they're they not even close to that. Yeah, it, I, I agree with you there. But go to any sports website. It, it is a little bit down. Let, let's talk about the impact this has on the sports world. What we're focusing on right now. I mean, besides, you know, celebrities and players getting diagnosed uh hopefully everyone is gonna be fine i I think there's something to say about what this is doing for these players and these fans during this time you know what what are the players doing right now you know i've seen instagram stories i've seen uh videos on twitter like the players are trying to stay in shape they're trying to stay healthy a lot of the players are quarantined no matter what sport they're in what do you think this is like for a player right now, Joe? Well, it's interesting, and it, it kind of differs between sports that you want to talk about. I know you and I were talking before this episode came on, and NFL is talking about suspending their season, and if they do, those players don't get paid. And and I know a lot of NFL players make a ton of money, but there's a lot of those bottom-tier NFL players that haven't made a team yet or haven't really had a steady paycheck that that's going to – make them unemployed and really hurting for money. And if you expand that beyond to another league, as you you would like to discuss, MLB, what about those minor league players who, if you guys don't know about minor league baseball, those players don't make any money just to begin with. And if you just take away their salary, they're going to be struggling a lot. Uh, have you heard anything of, of MLS and, and if 
the players are still going to be paid on a, a monthly or weekly basis? Yeah, as of right now, it looks like the MLS is still paying all of their players. Uh, you know, if the season was to be suspended, that would actually go back to those CBA negotiations that we were talking about at the very beginning. This is unprecedented, right? A lot of leagues do not have established in a written you know, form what you do if the season is canceled. A lot, a lot of the MLS is is built off of match day revenue. It's built off of ticket sales, jersey sales, even food and beverage sales. We're not a globally watched league like the, some of the leagues we've talked about, like the Champions League in Europe, the Premier League, La Liga. It's just not quite there on a global scale as far as television revenue yet. So it's really tough. It would put the league in a very, very tough position because of the way it's structured. A lot of the money that goes to players is actually funneled through the MLS directly. So the economic implications for everyone, no matter what industry you're in, are, are a little bit bleak right now. But it, it will be interesting to see as this gets delayed or if it gets delayed further, what happens to player salaries? You know, are we able to pay the players? And uh, that that's a whole nother topic. Not only are a lot of these players devastated, I mean, we could talk about college players that were seniors that were going into the NCAA tournament thinking they'd have one last shot at March Madness you know, to, to lift the championship trophy. And all of a sudden they're just like, oh yeah, your career's over. That's got to be devastating for a player. Um, yeah, especially think of, of a senior who fought his way to make the squad his senior year and, and was an important role player who is finally getting the playing time he deserves just to watch his March Madness hopes just go away and, and he's never going to have a chance of doing that again. Yeah, and I, I mean, you could you could go on and on. I mean, it's hard for everyone. But I think as a player at this time, it's got to be especially especially tough mentally to stay focused. It's got to be tough to stay fit. And so, you know, a, a lot of a lot of teams, I'm sure, have strict fitness programs they're having the players work on away from the club. You know, they have strict fitness programs that they're working on, maybe just on a Peloton or a treadmill in their house. But I, I think that's a whole other storyline that we can get into in coming weeks is what's the fitness level of these players across all sports and and we can focus on the MLS if things resume how long does it take you to get back up to match fitness and and that varies player by player but that's just something to keep an eye out for is you know we're all sitting around our houses watching Netflix you know these players got to stay in shape um a lot of gyms are closing down you know they might be going for runs outside I'm not sure yeah and, and so it's up to the player personally you said it best it, it depends on the player can they keep themselves in shape but then you got to bring in the fact that they're not practicing with their team. So then you got to bring them back in together as a squad. And then they got to get that chemistry back up, get get their reps as a team, and then their reps against competition. So it's going to be like preseason all over again. But my thought is when this all comes back around, they're just going to go jump straight into games. So you're going to have players that may have been just sitting around come jump into top level competition well now you're going to have higher risk of injury maybe everyone is going to be healthy when they start but at higher risk of injuries right when they come back yeah and it's it's funny to think about we might be seeing some uh some overweight players you know when when play resumes we might be seeing uh we might have a weight watch instead of a hair watch coming up in future weeks so n- no telling it, it's just got to be tough mentally for the players uh, you know everyone's in this together like i said anytime you get that woe is me attitude about the current state of the world. Just remember, we are all in this together. The players are suffering too. And we're all going to get through this together. We talked about soccer earlier, Joe. I just want to kind of give everyone an update globally. Everyone's missing soccer if you're not 
playing a ton of FIFA on PlayStation like me. EPL right now is suspended till April 4th. Serie A is suspended till April the 2nd. La Liga is going to be suspended deep into April. Bundesliga in Germany is suspended till April. And Liga MX actually played last weekend to a lot of people criticizing them. Uh, but they're now at least suspended for the next month. So no soccer to watch, but you know, I don't know if you guys have PlayStation. You guys can add me. I'll tweet out my uh, my gamer tag if you guys want to play yeah, me in FIFA. You know, I'm, with Legal MX canceling their season, it really makes me sad for LGP, who's on a scoring tear. I thought he was going to just set the world on fire with how many goals he can score as a defender in, in Mexico. Yeah, and, and we can't forget about Miggy up in Newcastle. Hopefully, Miggy is not quarantined in Newcastle. Newcastle is a very, very cold, uh, very northern place in England and not known for the greatest weather. So hopefully, Miggy... Has uh, has escaped maybe back to Paraguay or somewhere to get some sunshine. Well, well Mickey knows how to how to do well in, in cold weather. Remember him in Minnesota in the snow. That's right, one of his finest games, and that was actually also one of Joseph Martinez's finest games. I, I I think that what we have to look at from a player perspective, Joe, is you know the club itself can come out of this stronger. Everyone's suspended. Everyone's waiting around to see what happens. I hope our players are looking at this and saying, this is a chance for us to maintain that like we stay in shape, make sure we're ready to go because who knows when this thing revs up, we could take a lot of people by surprise if we, if we're ready to play once play resumes. Yeah, it could be great. And then, you know, FIFA came out, recommended all their international matches to be postponed until maybe late March, but probably April. And that that's going to be very interesting to see because you're still going to have international traveling players. And I, what's going to be the FIFA international break? Are, are they going to have to change the rules for that when it comes back? This is all stuff that we can speculate right now. It's all what ifs. And it's just interesting to see this is kind of the first time something like this has happened in a, a worldwide sports world. Yeah, and, and, and like Joseph Martinez actually said this on his social media on Instagram after surgery, like I thought this was really well said. He said, in the midst of a humanitarian crisis that we're all living through, more than ever, we need to think about and take care of each other. Uh, he mentioned he was blessed that his knee surgery went well, but at the end of the day, you know, we're all in this together. We got to take care of each other. So whatever you guys need to do, uh, you know, I, I just encourage people, call people that, that you haven't called in a while, maybe FaceTime them, maybe do a video chat. I've been trying to catch up with friends. You know, we might even throw together some sort of Atlanta United happy hour. We could do a group video chat online. There's a lot of ways to connect with the community. If you guys aren't on Twitter or Reddit, you know, make sure you're staying active and, and, Talking amongst fans, talking about the players, because you know this this affects everyone. This is this is big. I I just got news. Uh, my grandmother, she's in a, a assisted living home, and they're not letting but anybody in or out of those assisted living homes. So if if you have any like me, have any grandparents living in one of those homes, why don't you write them a letter? And that'd be probably something that they would love to get during this time. Yeah. And and let's talk before we let everyone go, Joe, and get back to their Netflix binging. Let's talk about some funny things you guys can do while you're killing time waiting for Atlanta United to come back. And I'm going to start off with Frank DeBoer. Frank DeBoer came out and challenged us all. Uh, and I think this is a challenge that we are going to be completing, Joe. Uh, he's on Twitter actually juggling with a roll of toilet paper. And it is called the hashtag stay at home challenge. It's been challenged by Frank DeBoer to the Atlanta United fans and players. So I, more more fun content coming here, Joe. But how many times do you think you could keepy up 
uh, a roll of toilet paper. Oh, that, that'd be interesting. I bet you I could at least do it seven times, and then I'll throw in a little trick for you. So I guess I got to get to recording that and posting it on our, our Twitter page or, or Instagram. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, I know I can juggle a soccer ball. The the whole dimensions of, of a roll of toilet paper can vary so much based on roll to roll. I mean, are we talking a a full roll? Is it one of those double thickness rolls? Yeah, I mean, is it Charmin? Or is it single ply? The, right. The single ply is probably not going to uh, float in the air as nicely as the Charmin. Yeah, so if you guys want to attempt this too, highly recommend it. Pretty hilarious stuff. Uh, and props to Frank DeBoer for keeping some humor about this whole situation. Challenging the fans to something fun. I know that there's, there's also, you know, some other activities I would recommend. Recently, obviously, catching up on Netflix. It's a great time to do some gaming if you guys like to play FIFA. Like I said, I've been playing a lot of PlayStation. Yeah, and uh, you know, a lot of people went out and bought a ton of toilet paper as we were just talking about it. Why don't we see who can get the coolest barter with their neighbor of toilet paper where you trade them toilet paper? What what can you get from it? I like it. <laughs> I'd like to see I'd like to see you come home with a grill. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I mean, honestly, the the way the stock market's been and the way our, our monetary system is is not been doing so great, you know, toilet paper might be the new currency before we know it. So, uh, yeah, yeah. If you guys get some sort of awesome exchange for a roll of toilet paper, let us know. Definitely featured on the show. Also, Joe, I mean, I've been cooking a lot more. I, I think it's a great time if people have cooking aspirations. This is probably a great time to learn how to cook something new. Yeah, so my wife actually jumped up ahead of the crowd and went grocery shopping like crazy, and we are stocked up. And I, I've been cooking at home a lot too. Last night, I I just looked in to see what I had. I didn't really have any recipes, but I cooked some cool pasta with um, spinach, onion, garlic, uh, tomatoes, and red peppers and butter, and threw in some chicken in there and stuffed the chicken with cream cheese and it turned out to be an amazing creamy chicken pasta uh, it'd be really cool to get out there and learn how to how to cook some some cool stuff out of the groceries that everyone's got yeah so if you guys got a, uh, a food challenge for us as well make sure you throw that in there uh, i actually learned that uh zoodles are a thing uh it's it's when you take zucchini and you make it look like noodles i don't know my girlfriend and i are trying to be kind of healthy i guess i say yeah that, that would be a, a healthy noodle yeah so we uh we got this like zoodle machine sort of thing. Anyways, you guys should check it out. It's actually pretty phenomenal. Don't forget hand sanitizer. I mean, that's a big topic right now. And I actually found out if you guys need hand sanitizer, Old Fourth Ward Distillery, which is a local distillery in the heart of Atlanta. It's actually on Edgewood Avenue. If you guys haven't swung by, you should once all this breaks up. But they've actually switched from distilling liquor to sending out free hand sanitizer. So if you guys need some hand sanitizer, or if you guys are trying to make your own hand sanitizer, uh, it's not a lot of complicated ingredients. It's mostly alcohol, but if you guys need some, swing by Old Fourth Ward Distillery. They got free hand sanitizer. Yeah, very well said, Blake. And so all my AT aliens out there, we've had a great show here. I hope you guys stay safe. Keep your hands clean. Keep out of, of anybody who is potential with this virus going around. You guys be safe. I'm ATL Joe. I'm Blake. One second. Big world. We ready, we ready, we ready. Need everybody involved. We ready, we ready, we ready. Someday I smile like me. Everybody united around my city. Mercedes bitch sound real pretty. Come stop for me and I'm ready. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
me in the front row with a bad bitty body banging like a bongo. We got the cup, but we want more. Cut your tailor boca, we got Leandro. Everybody here, alright, hola. And you know what it is, five strikes don't stop. And you know what it is, we just cut above the rest. Now we got a gold star hanging above the crest. They lost in translation, they not understanding me. Joseph Martinez, Atlanta is family. My city love me, Orlando was mad at me. I can't be clean, but they stopped over and trash. We got WrestleMania, Frank the Boy, MLS champs. Gotta thank the Lord, boy, we number one. What you take us for? Gotta shout out all the blacks in the corner.